A few years ago, we grew and sold a business that forever changed our lives. At first, we really struggled trying to figure out which tools to use to help run and organize our community. But that all changed once we discovered Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part, Kajabi doesn't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So you keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash M-U. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash M-U. Go to kajabi.com slash M-U and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. More and more entrepreneurs and investors are discovering the awesome franchise opportunities that exist across a variety of industries. Franchising can simply be the better path and interest in franchising is at an all time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Fran Bridge Consulting and a past Millionaire University guest is here to help you explore the premier franchise opportunities today. John and his Frambridge Consulting team are part of the largest franchise brokerage in the U.S. and have vetted the market thoroughly. Frambridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the franchise world, including both active and passive opportunities. From tiny homes to youth soccer to industrial hoses to pets, senior care to mental health, and more. John has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor and is a multi-brand franchisee himself. And he does more placements than anyone else in the country. Sign up for a free consultation call with John today or get a free copy of his book, Non-Food Franchising, at FranBridgeConsulting.com. That's FranBridgeConsulting.com. Available in the U.S. and Canada. Okay, it's only 9 a.m. I've down two Diet Cokes. You guys ready to go a different direction today? It's an interesting experience to be human. I mean, right now it's interesting to be me because last week I had four teeth removed, four molars. And if I sound like I have a little bit of a lisp during this podcast, I just might because I'm trying to heal from that and talk and live and eat only with my front teeth. I'm at a place in life right now where I really crave things that are real. So when I hop on a podcast, I can't pretend (laughs) that I feel great. I can't pretend that I'm not in pain and I can't pretend that something doesn't hurt. But I also can't pretend that life isn't good and beautiful and wonderful and that I'm happy to be alive. I mean, sometimes I look around when I'm out and about with other people and I see someone older and I think, how crazy is it that you're still alive? For this many years, these many days, these many seconds, your heart has been beating You've been taking care of yourself, paying your bills, eating food. Your body has been disposing of waste and it is still alive. And here you stand living your life and I'm living my life. How's it going for you? What is it like to live your life? How do you feel? Do you feel good? Do you feel better than I do? Worse than I do? 
What do you think about yourself? What is propelling you forward? What motivates you? What causes you to take the actions that you take, to say the things that you say, do the things that you do, to wear the things that you wear? What causes someone to make the choices they make? What propels someone to start a business, to take their own path, to pave their own way? Sometimes I wonder, am I brave? Have I lived my best life? Have I faced my challenges? Have I done the hard things? Am I doing amazingly or am I failing? Am I falling short? Is it enough? Am I enough? Can I do it? Will I ever be free? Sometimes I feel guilty. Like I was lucky to marry Justin to ride on his entrepreneurial coattails. Like he has this vision, this wisdom, this confidence. And he has his weaknesses, but he believes and he goes. He sees things differently. And I have been able to ride that drain. And even though it's been chaotic at times, I feel guilty that I was blessed to marry someone who has been able to take care of our family financially. And I think, you know, if it was up to me, I probably would have made a certain amount of money and I wouldn't have done this and this and this. And I feel bad about that sometimes. What's that all about? Why do we think the things that we think? And why do we feel the way that we feel? And you might be wondering, who cares, Tara? Why do you think these things? Why do you feel these things? Why do you ask these questions? Because I've had to. Because I've been overwhelmed with what has lived inside me at times. And so I've had to face certain things, sink or swim. That's been my life. I don't think I would have chosen to do the hard things that I have done unless I was honestly forced to. Like it's been so uncomfortable to live inside this body that I live in with the things that I have carried and stored and the ways in which I have seen them. And it has kicked my butt (laughs) time and time again. I think we all want something to hold on to that's secure when our fears or insecurities are being hit. But what's challenging is when the secure thing that you thought was so secure that we're holding on to so tightly is being removed while also being hit harder at a deep level. It's quite the party. You take two different people, one who has a lot of fears and insecurities about themselves, about money, about what other people think of them, put them in a business And then you have another person who is pretty fearless with money, has all kinds of thoughts and ideas and dreams, doesn't totally care what other people think most of the time, and has this living, breathing vision inside of them. You take those two people, marry them, and put them together to work on a project. It's going to get pretty interesting at times. I've always wondered why Justin's entrepreneurial battery seemed to have so much more life in it than mine. How could he believe these things? How could he go so far? How could he push so hard? And I fought so hard to keep up with him and to stay in pace with him and to let go of my fear so we could actually get to where we are going. And over these years, I am realizing that whatever we did on the outside, whatever was going on externally, whatever risk we were taking financially with our home, with our family, with our kids, with our business, all those things on the outside haven't been the scariest thing that I have ever faced. The scariest thing I have ever faced in all of those situations has always been me. It's always been me. I used to look at a situation and go, I don't want to do that because it's scary and uncomfortable. But what I'm realizing is I don't like how I feel when I have to go into that thing. Tara is scared of Tara. When we started this business, I was scared because we had some past baggage. We've talked about this. And so I would tell myself, I don't want to do that because I'm scared of it and it doesn't feel good. But it's always been Tara facing Tara. Nothing outside of me has really been the problem. It's always been what lives in me, what scares me, what holds me back, what weighs me down, what heaviness do I face and do I carry? So we talk about this with business owners because what lives inside of you 
will have a very subtle and powerful effect on your ability to create what it is that you desire to create. Over the years, we've worked with so many people. And when someone expresses a fear or concern or insecurity inside, I think, yeah, I feel you. I get you on that. And it is wearing you down. It has worn me down. I feel you. How can we get past it? And that has been the ever-present question in my mind since I was a young girl. So I have been on a journey to find the Tara who is not scared of all the things, who's not held back by all the unknown problems that could arise and who feels light and alive and herself. Let's get even a little more real here. We all experience discomfort, anxieties, fears, darkness. We all have to face it, whether we want to or not. And it's hard to express that journey because we all want to present ourselves as someone who's happy and fun and exciting and doing cool things. But it's a real journey that we have to take. And last night around 10.45 p.m., just some thoughts started flowing about this avoidance of hard things and things that scare us. And the only way I could articulate it was in a poem that I wrote this morning very quickly. It's not perfect. It's not grammatically correct. It will win no awards (laughs) and I will not go down in history for it. But it is a part of my story here on this planet. So let's see if we can figure out why sometimes it's hard to get to the places, feel good and everything's all right. If you haven't experienced any darkness in your life, this poem will not resonate with you. You will not understand it and it may be in code. It helps me to understand, like, why is it so hard for me to get to these simple dreams? Other people are doing it. I see so many people online in my world around me achieving these simple things that I have had to fight so hard internally to hold on to. So here we go. The knocker at the door. I never wanted the darkness to come in. It knocked and knocked and knocked at my door, and I kept it at bay until it forced its way in. It left its mark on all the walls, in all the rooms. It dimmed the lights and tainted every carpeted hall. And then the bringer of darkness left, only for a moment, but never his mark. In he came and out he went, darker each time he left these doors. Am I the only one the darkness visits? Am I the only one so deep and so dark? It must be so, for everyone shines and moves with ease. But not me in this dirty house and darkened walls. I must hide these deeds, these dirty spaces. I must hide it all from everyone's faces. Paint and color and distraction will do. I've got this now. Easy transition. But time just exposed the painted, seeping, oozing walls, covered by the darkness that never slept, always oozing. I've kicked you out so many times, yet still you come back, unannounced and so uninvited, haunting me with your lies of who I was, what it meant, and what was done. Years of painting and covering walls, hands worn down from scraping immovable stains that do not speak. The heaviness of fears from listening to the whispered lies and the terrible stories, haunted by what was and is still now knocking at the door, forcing itself in. Where is the knocker with the light? When will the darkness go away? Who knows how to wash these walls and turn back on the lights? Who can see the mess inside when the outside looks so pretty? The hedges are trimmed, the flowers at bloom. But who knows what lurks inside the door that always knocks? Who will make it past the gate? Who will see inside the windows? Who will knock at the door that always knocks? Who will open the beautiful doors to what really waits inside? No one, not even the one who opens the doors, not for many years. She builds and builds a higher home, one that buries the darkness deep inside, one that never opens the door of the doors that always knocks, buried deeper and deeper until the door is forgotten. That is until the day the house was built too high, on hopes and dreams that avoided the knocking. In an instant, it all came tumbling down. 
unable to hold itself up with the crooked doors and the eerie movement from deep below. Falling down so far, now face to face with the door that was closed so long ago. What is this door and why are you here? I never built you. Get out of my sight. But to no avail, it's anchored so deep. How can we hide this air of deed? Where are my pretty walls and my wise voices? Who will remove this horrible door? Someone remove this from me now. It's not mine. But no one came. And as I moved away, a chain and a handcuff kept me in this station. Where is the knocker with the light? Will someone open this door with me? Who is the keeper of this lock? How can you run away from a home you cannot leave? Who will open the door and fight this darkness? No one. Only she can open the door and walk inside. Others wait outside the broken walls and broken spaces. Will she ever come back out? Is written on their faces. Only she can open the door that always knocks and use the key that she now unlocks. She steps inside and there she goes to the place she hoped time would erase. But she's here now and nothing's gone. It's only deeper, forgotten, and disgraced. Days and nights and nights and days she wanders the dark and polluted halls. Where is the door that lets her out? Where are the windows that bring in the light? Nowhere, just her in the darkness. She enters the first room. It's dark and stinks of decay. She stands for a while. How does one get rid of the hiding darkness? How does one wash away the forever growing moving tar? Will she die of rotten decay? Will every hair burn away? Will her mind withstand the sight? Will her heart be plagued with despair? Will anyone still be waiting outside for the girl that never comes out? So she goes about the house, looking and thinking and feeling and moving. Something's happening, but it's hard to tell. Is she becoming the dark or is the darkness thinning? No one knows and no one tells. Where did the door go that let her in? How does one survive the darkness and the door that hides its face? Is anyone still waiting for her outside the gate? Does anyone know she's been gone for so long? Where is the knocker who loved her so well? He waits outside the gate, flowers in hand, calling to her, Yes, you can. Yes, you can. The darkness will dissipate. Keep going, Tara. I see you in there. I know your soul. Remove the darkness from so long ago. The world out here is good and bright. You'll see it soon. You'll end the endless night. A pole, a movement, a fresh breeze from outside. So quick, so small, but big enough to keep her moving. I can push through the darkened doors and the airless halls. I can see past the windowless space where life and joy lived so long ago. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash MU, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash MU to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash MU. Want to know a secret? There's more to becoming a millionaire than making money. 
We talk a lot about building businesses and taking the road less traveled to achieve your goals. But the most successful entrepreneurs we know will tell you investing and growing your money is an essential component to creating wealth, which is why we're really excited about today's sponsor for this episode, Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. It's never too late to start growing, and it's never too early either. You've heard us say about a million times on this podcast that it takes small, consistent steps to build big results. And we love Acorns and how accessible it is to people at all levels of investment knowledge. So head to acorns.com forward slash MU or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Paid non-client endorsement may not be representative of all clients. Here one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. The important disclosures at acorns.com slash MU. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC. Acorns is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC. Member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Who will bring life to the deadened halls and the darkened rooms? Who will bring life to the soulless soul? Someone, please come save me now. Someone, please take my sickened soul. Someone please do the work now needed. Someone please remove me from this chamber of lost sound. Someone please come breathe the airless air. Someone please do something, anything please. No one comes and no one can, for she must stand up to the deed. Look at the things she cannot bear. Face the facts that do not care. Feel the things no one wants to feel. Who will save the deadened girl? Who will carry the burdens she now bears? No one's there. The father of light so easily gives, but can't be found in the eerily empty yet crowded halls. How can empty halls feel so thick? How can space feel so full of pain? How does one remove the deafening stink? How can I breathe, she says to herself. My hands are so dirty and there's nowhere to hide. How did I get here? Where am I inside? Something calls to her in words without words. Push into the darkness. Go to the darkest place. Open the doors with your bravest face. See what's inside. See every part. Don't close your eyes. The eyes that see everything now. The heart that searches all its pain. The mind that lets its sickness go. Take in what you can, then close the door. Go about your business until you're ready for more. Open that door and see what's inside. Accept what you see and let go of your pride. Nothing here is bigger than you. Nothing here can hold you back now. For you open the door that's knocked so loudly for so many years. You open the door that always lies. You open the door so dark and so deep. You open the door you vowed you'd never have to repeat. You made the journey. You're finally here. Don't you want to know what lies beneath? No, don't make me go. Please, I beg. God, go into it for me. Kill the monster that lives in the deep. Hell awaits the door that never stops knocking. But he doesn't respond, nor does he answer. Just looks at the door her hand now moves to. How does it twist and how does it open? Who opened the door and how did I get here? Who is that little girl that I see, and where did that light come from? Held tightly by the bringer of lights, has he been here holding her for so long? How did the darkness not eat her up? Who has fed her this many years? Who has held her these many nights? Who has shielded her from the darkness pressing in so close? Take her hand now. Something pulls her in. Ask her how her heart has been. Who is she, and where has she been? How did she survive these many years in a tiny room with no air to breathe and no light to let in? She pulls her hand from crouched position, with every step an aging transition. As she comes close and we become one, no longer divided by the thing kept hidden. Where's my mother, my father, my friend? 
Where have I been so long in this prison? Who are you and how are we? So much to feel in this long division. What if we became one and we set ourselves free? What if we felt everything our eyes did not want to see? You are me and I am you. Together now, maybe we are strong enough to move all the way through. I found you now. I'm here and I'm strong. I can walk us through this hell, not heaven. So we take one step from the dark old core, only to find our foot deeply cut from the floor. The pain, the fear, the oozing blood. Nothing can stop us now from the paralyzing and heavy prison. Does anyone care? Can anyone stop the bleeding? Will I die finally now from the steps I've taken? We're in too far to get the help needed. A voice whispers, it doesn't matter. Get out of your prison. Lose all the blood, this life, this body. Where you are going, no earthly torment will bother. Let it all go. Let go of the fear. Lose all the blood. Let go of every last breath. And soon you will live in the bloodless, breathless place called heaven. The light is close. The door out is now coming. Keep pressing forward. No cut too big. No wound too serious. Your mind will trick you in this bleeding prison. Don't listen. Don't feed it. Just keep moving forward. Your heart will break, but the life from the breathless heaven will call you in. Let go of it all, Tara. Let go of your prison. You will not die. You will only live. You can be free in this darkened prison. The knives they gouge, the glass it cuts, the sinking floor is pulling you in. It almost has you fully overtaken. Your bloody hand and your frightened mind reach out to the one who can bring in heaven. Help me now, I can't do it alone. Bring out your light and welcome in heaven. He stands there waiting and waiting even more. Let go, Tara, don't fight so hard. Fall through the hole in the darkness around you. Let it all encompass you now and just let go. As you fall straight through, you'll be falling to heaven. Trust me now, don't take my hand. Let go, be free, and fall to heaven. How long will I fall? How far will I go? I don't know yet, as I'm still falling. And that is the end of the knocker at the door. So I asked the question again, what lives in you? What are the doors that just keep knocking? Because they'll keep knocking. To me, the scariest thing that I face in my life has been me. As I think about the things that I've overcome, it's not been this big, huge, miraculous event. It's been moments of, instead of blaming the world and blaming people and situations and experiences, even though at times I have been a complete victim, and sometimes I've been the perpetrator. How does one navigate the world while carrying things inside? And this is why I asked this question. Number one, to give you validation for what you experience and how you feel, I validate you and I challenge you to open the door that scares you. You might be asking, well, where's the door? How do I know? What scares you the most? What thing do you think of that sometimes you don't even know you're thinking of because the mind pushes it away so hard? When will you open the door that sets you free? The interesting thing about these knocking doors that scare us so much is it's a lot scarier to be on the outside of a door that looks so forlorn. It surprised me many times when I opened that door that the thing I thought that lived in there that was so scary and fierce was actually not that scary at all. It was always harder, scarier, more intense to be outside of the door with my hand outstretched ready to open it. Yes, sometimes we are overwhelmed with feelings. Yes, the heart is complicated. Sometimes what emanates from the heart, what vibrates from it, what comes out of it, we can't understand. And as it bubbles up, our mind wants to make sense of it. It creates stories, concocts situations. We talk and we talk and we talk in our mind trying to make sense of what our heart wants to evolve and learn and understand from living a life as human beings. Now, you might be one of those who are wondering, you know, Tara, how do you tackle this? How do you face this? How do you open those doors? At least that's what I would be wondering because it's something that I've had to confront. I will share four friends with you, four people who I hang out with every single day over and over and over again as my mind and heart are trying to make sense 
of what it is that I feel on a daily basis. I'm going to give you four different people. Do not read these all at once. You've probably heard of a lot of them. And when I felt like my house came tumbling down and I didn't really have a foundation to stand on, I realized that a lot of what I thought my foundation was, was actually not really that great of a foundation. And so I've had to shift a lot of the ways into which I think. On the outside looking in, it looks pretty similar. I don't look all that different. But inside, there has been great shifting and movement and change with how I see the world, how I see myself, all of that. Those huge foundational pieces have really made some big, big shifts. Now, I've been taught a lot of really great things in my life, but what gets you here won't necessarily get you to where you want to go. There's a saying that I love, and I'm not necessarily sure who said it, but it goes, yesterday's tonic is today's toxic. Meaning sometimes the thing that got us here needs to mature and evolve into something that will get you to the next place. Now, I'm not talking about an external place. I'm not talking about traveling or making money or having this relationship or having more kids or having more things or doing more. I'm talking about getting to a place inside of you that is at peace, that is happy and joyous, that is back to your natural state. These aren't, as Eckhart Tolle says, these are not emotions, which are responses to thoughts in the mind. These are states of being where I am at peace with me. I'm at peace with life and fear does not run me. Fear does not have the torment that it used to have. So here are four people. I know you're running a business. You may be in relationships. You may have kids. You may be doing a lot of things. I don't recommend reading four of these at once, but I would read them in this order. But you choose whatever order you prefer. So number one, one of my best friends who doesn't know they're my best friend, but really they are, is Michael Singer. Living untethered beyond the human predicament is incredible for helping you to understand the preferences, the things that you have set up in your life that aren't working for you the way we avoid uncomfortable things and how to handle those in really simple ways that takes some courage to face. But his book is insane. I read, I don't even know how many times because I'm still trying to grasp the principles, what he's teaching and get to that place of continuous peace. I get glimpses of it from time to time. Sunday was a really peaceful day to me where I felt so much peace in my system, so much life, so much goodness, like an excitement for life that I have been battling for these past years, if I'm being honest. The second person is Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Learning how to not fear the past and fear the future, be good living in the moment with yourself, who you are, and letting go of those pain bodies. Really, really amazing. I'm sure you've all heard about him, but I try to read and listen to everything he puts out because it's incredible. My third best friend is Byron Katie and her book, Loving What Is, and anything that she writes. All three of these people, and I'll share the fourth, anything that they write, I love to read because it helps me to grasp what I'm trying to grasp at, which is peace, joy, and excitement and passion for life. What I love about learning from different people and different voices on a similar topic is that everybody explains it in their own way, in their own unique tongue, in their own unique experience. It helps me to get a better idea, to get deeper with it, to where I can grasp it and understand it and make sense of it in my life. So my last best friend is Thomas Keating. He actually passed away not too long ago, and he was, I believe, a Catholic monk, but he talks about the human condition the predicament that we're in, this personal life that we build up that betrays us at some point and goes, hey, what I've created has some good to it, but it's not working. And in fact, I feel like it's betraying me at this point. How do I deal with that? How do I unravel that? How do I get back to the core of who I am? How do I feel good being me? And I would start with his book, Open Heart, Open Mind. Now, you don't have to take any of these recommendations. You don't have to take any of these books and you don't have to do them in any of the order I recommended. These have just been some huge, huge eye openers to me to allow me to actually go and open those doors that have scared me for so long. 
You know, we watched a movie last night and it was a story about some beautiful human beings who had a lot of talent, a lot of potential. You could just see the goodness in them, but who were blinded by the pain and you can just see the work it was doing on them. You know, I wonder sometimes, would any of us have any addictions if we weren't carrying around pain? What would it be like if you didn't carry around pain? What if you didn't see life through that filter? What if that was not the lens that you made every choice through? What could a person do, achieve? How much good could they put into this world? How much love could course through their system out into the world? I don't know because I haven't lived there. I've had glimpses of love that comes through and it's so overwhelming. One of my absolute favorite emotions in life is to have love coming through. There is something so giving, so fulfilling, so big. It comes through and it just makes you want to express yourself in all the best ways. Now, I have been spending some time in the opposite, in the breaking down of things and things coming out that don't feel good when they're coming out. That's where I've been spending some time. So I get moments of peace, moments where I just feel overwhelmed by love and peace and goodness and the possibilities of what life can bring. And then I go back in to grab more of the darkness that lives there so I can be fully free. That is my hope and dream for myself. That is my hope and dream for my husband, for my children, for every human being that walks this earth. What would it be like if you didn't carry around the pain, the stories, the thoughts, the emotions, the baggage that has held us back for so long? Are you willing to turn and take a look at that and go, who am I? What's in there? What am I willing to face? It's always you facing you. And if it's you facing you, that's great news because you can't control the world. You can't control other people. You can't control what's even happening out there most of the time. As Michael Singer talks about, it took 13.8 billion years to get this earth and this planet in its current state to have this current moment right now where I'm alive talking to you and you're alive and your heart is beating and you are doing things and living your life. What is that like for you? Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? Do you feel free? It has been sink or swim. And I'm actually grateful for that because I would have avoided all of it. There's no way I would have walked into these things that scare me, these hard emotions, these situations that pull me down. There's no way, but I have. And I'm glad and I'm setting myself free each day. I believe, I don't totally know. I don't know if everything that I'm doing is exactly right or where I should be or what I should say or or how I should put my next step forward. But I guess that's what faith is. Faith in life, faith in the good, belief that life is good and beautiful. That if I'm trying my best to stop pretending like something on the outside will fix what's going on in the inside then maybe, just maybe, if I'm brave enough to face whatever lives in there, if if I tell myself, whatever lives in there, let's go. I want to see you. I want to see it all. I want to be free. At some point, I will be. I'll be honest. I'm not in a fully free state. I am uncomfortable a good portion of the time. I feel like I travel this time machine back into my history, constantly knocking at the door and opening it and seeing this younger version of myself saying, I'm not okay right now. I'm not okay with what's happening. And I take that version of myself and say, okay, We're old enough now. We're strong enough now. We're mature enough now. We don't totally know what we're doing, but we're willing to figure it out. We're willing to fall flat on our face. We're willing to overcome, to achieve this inner peace and freedom that ironically isn't necessarily achieved. It's only the best word I can have for it now because I haven't fully grasped all of it, but I would love to find out. So I will live my life day by day. I will wake up each morning and study and learn and try to find what lives in me and what can be set free. I will go out and take care of my kids run my business, exercise, pay my bills, travel, explore, talk to people, work life out, believing that each day I live a little more honestly with where I struggle, but also what's great about me. At some point, that subconscious and that conscious mind will merge and be one and I will be at peace with who I am, the journey I have traveled, and the possibilities of what the future will bring. I'm ready for that. And if you made it all the way through this podcast, I believe you are too. 
If you're a brave soul who started your own business or who is just living life, I commend you. The principles of setting yourself free are simple in action. They don't look very hard. They don't sound very hard. But the hardest part about it is that you have to let go of your fears. You have to let go of the things you've set your heart so intently on that you can't let go. And that scares us. But what scares us more is that if we don't let go, what will we have in the end? So take in each day. Celebrate that you're alive. Face yourself and also soak in the good, soak in the beauty, go out there and have some fun. Set yourself free, share your life, share your story, be honest, honest with the things you're struggling with, honest with the beautiful things that live inside of you and that are manifesting every single day you take yourself on. So Millionaire University, thanks for taking a bit of a different direction with me today. Thanks for being brave. I love you all. And remember, it's just you facing you and you can set yourself free. Hey, Eric Fisher here, and if you love the conversations and lessons happening on this show, and you've heard my voice before, you'll love my show, Beyond the To-Do List. It's a podcast about productivity and getting things done in all the areas where we wear multiple hats and roles, but also about the true meaning of productivity, living a more meaningful life. Look, you've got a never-ending to-do list, but add this podcast to your to-do list and it will help you tackle the rest. Go right now, wherever you're listening to this, and search Beyond the To-Do List and hit follow or subscribe. Start listening and get that boost for your productivity that you've been needing. Again, that's beyond the to-do list. Search in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.